Thank you for listening to the Giving Light Podcast. We are a family church and world outreach center. Our heart is to empower you to walk in true freedom and equip you to impact your world. Please visit our website at givinglight.org to learn more about us and our many resources, including original music by Brave Music, e-courses for leaders, tools for raising powerful kids, and more. If you would like to support Giving Light financially, visit our Give Online page to choose the best giving method for you. Thanks again for joining us and enjoy this message. Thank you, Lord. God is good and His mercy endures forever. What are we celebrating? His goodness and mercy on the calendar. What are we celebrating? Fourth of July. Hallelujah. Well, is that just when we walked into freedom? What is the 4th of July? The 4th of July was when this, the leaders of this nation said, enough is enough. And we're not going to take this no more. <laughs> Hallelujah. If I was back in my sailor days, I'd just said it. But I'm redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Hallelujah. We're not going to take it anymore. So the Declaration of Independence was a document sent to the King of England by our forefathers that said, we are not going to live under tyranny anymore. And that's when the fight started. You know, some, some people are so worried about a fight that they'll just go ahead and live under tyranny. They'll go ahead and live under pain. They'll go ahead and live under insecurity. They'll go ahead and live under fear. But the day has come for us to make the declaration that we're sick and tired of being sick and tired. It's time for us to declare what the word of the Lord has said. You know, liberty parallels two worlds. It parallels the natural world and it parallels the spiritual world. And if you're not living in liberty in the spiritual world, you will put up with the natural world and let the natural world tell you what you can and cannot do. Do you know that, um, what's it called? Political correctness is a, is a system from the pit of hell to shut you up and to tell you, be good little boys and girls, don't say what you need to say, just be quiet. The Sound of Silence by Gar, uh, Garfunkel, Simon and Garfunkel, is not golden. Silence is not golden. Silence will cost you your, uh, it will cost you your liberty, it will cost you your freedom, and the sad part about it is you could be living in freedom, but it will cost others their freedom because you're quiet. Because you're quiet. I'm just going to, I hope to throw this in at the end, but I got to say part of it now. How lovely on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news and declare 
that our God reigns. Well, people aren't going to know that our God reigns unless we show them and tell them. You know, God does so much for us and we're quiet about it. We are timid. We have been brought to a place of intimidation and fear and we shut our mouths. Therefore, people around us cannot receive the goodness of the Lord because we're not declaring it. Thank you, Lord. You know that liberty did not originate in the minds of men. I'm going to say that again. Liberty did not originate in the minds of men. If you read the scriptures, it is obvious that after the fall of men, you know, Genesis chapter 3, after the fall, men were quick to kill, to oppress, and to enslave others. Slavery has been around since the book of Exodus, since the very, very beginning, but it was not a part of God's plan. Say it's not a part of God's plan. It's not a part of God's plan for you to be in slavery, whether it's slavery to others or slavery to fear or slavery to doubt or slavery to sickness. It's not a part of God's plan for you to live in slavery. So I just need to read you something. The liberties that this nation has enjoyed were recognized as coming from a creator. The freedoms we enjoy today were recognized by our forefathers as coming from a creator. But the, but the mood of the world and in the nations is to say that God does not exist, that government is your God, and that you should just be quiet See, silence is not golden. So I was reading the Declaration of Independence the other day. You know, it's pretty good. Pretty good document. If I was uh, Jan, I would just say it just pissed the King of England off. But I'm not Jan, so. When they sent the Declaration of Independence... It created, ha it created warfare, it created rage, and the king of England sent his armies. When you declare your freedom that you're not going to take it anymore, then get ready for the fight. But I'm going to compare that spiritually later. In the Declaration of Independence, they, the forefathers were declaring that they were independent of England's tyranny. And then came the fight. <laughs> you still thinking about that, huh? <laughs> it's Great Britain. Well, they called it England back then too. But anyway, it's easier to spell. <laughs> but anyway, through Jesus, the battle's already been won. He's already destroyed principalities and powers and made a show of them, but we have got to walk in the freedom that God has already provided. And part of that is not being silent. So the, you know, some of these words are familiar. We hold these truths to be self-evident. In other words, you should recognize them. 
It should just be obvious that these that these statements are truths. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. Let me just say this, that our forefathers were not perfect. Hallelujah. Anybody here perfect? Any perfect people in it? No. Well, they weren't perfect. We're not perfect, but we are being changed into the same image from glory to glory. We are being changed into God's image, and God is bringing us to that place of perfection in our soul. You know, your spirit doesn't need to get any more perfect. Your spirit doesn't need to get perfect. Your mind needs to be transformed and renewed. But we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. In other words, in the very beginning, they were saying that, that there should not be slavery in the United States. Slavery of men, slavery of souls, slavery of spirit. No man should be under slavery. He says that they are endowed by their creator. They are endowed by their creator. In other words, they believed in a creator that created all men and women equal. Created equal. But you know, the more you deny the creator, the, the, the less freedom you will walk in. So it is imperative for us not to stay silent, but to lift our voices and let people know that our God reigns. That all men are created equal. They are endowed, with, uh, by, they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. That among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. He said that, uh, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men. What is government there for? To provide life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. He says... Deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. Where does the government get their right to govern? From the people. From the people. They are not our boss. You are the boss. Hallelujah. According to our forefathers... But see, that's why they want to get rid of it. That's why they want to get rid of the Constitution... They want to get rid of free speech. They want to get rid of the right to defend yourself. They want to get rid of all of these rights because they want to bring us into tyranny. He says that whenever any form of government becomes destructive to these ends, what ends? Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. It is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it. Abolish what? Abolish the government that's trying to lead you into tyranny. Do not be silent. It says, and and to institute new government laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers 
to such form as, uh, as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. What is government there for? For your safety and for your happiness. Government is there for your safety and happiness. How about that? Or is everybody happy? So we must recognize that our liberty and freedoms are only guaranteed when we live responsibly and fight those who would take away our liberties. This is what the 4th of July is all about. It's not about picnics, hot dogs, and hamburgers. It is about declaring that we are going to be a free people and that we will stand for that freedom. The founding fathers knew that liberty was fragile and must be cared for. Ronald Reagan said that, that this is the last place. There's no other place you can go in the world that will guarantee your freedom. We cannot let it slip away. Anybody ever see the movie, the movie, The Christmas Story? It's not the religious one. But the lady, but the guy gets a, a lamp that's a lady's leg and he says, Ooh, it must be from fancy fragile. <laughs> so your liberty is fragile. It's fragile. You've got to take care of it. Watch out, it could break. You've got to take care of it. Thank you, Lord. Freedom and liberty originated from God. It was God's idea. You think about in the book of Genesis when God created the heavens and the earth and he created the Garden of Eden, he gave man the responsibility to live and to guard and to guide in the garden, to guard in the garden from anything that would try to come in and take that liberty away. And they, because of their lack of, because of their lack of fortitude, they allowed the serpent to come in and they disobeyed God when followed the serpent. Anytime we follow the serpent, we lose our liberty. Man was brought into slavery because of that. Thank you, Lord. Well, you say, well, I just, uh, I, I just, uh, if that was me, I wouldn't have done that. How many of you thought that? If that was me, I wouldn't have done it. No, you've done the same thing. But hallelujah, that's why God sent a Savior. And he, he promised a Savior in Genesis chapter 3, right after they sinned and rebelled against God. He said, I'm going to send a Savior that is going to crush the head of the serpent. You're going to bruise his heel, but he's going to crush your head. Thank you, Jesus. Well, glory to God. Let me just say this, that God wants you to be free from debt. And he wants your property totally restored. And we see that. I'm not going to read the whole thing. But we see that in Leviticus chapter 25. God said that every 50 years, 
Every 50 years, everybody's debt is going to be canceled. And everybody's property is going to be returned. Now, what would happen if you would, if you were, uh, if you got into debt, you could sell yourself to, uh, to somebody and they would pay for your labor. Your, your paying off your debt would settle the debt. But they couldn't keep you because at the, at the 50th year, they had to let you go. You say 50 years, that's a long time. Well, what if you got into debt five years before the Jubilee? Yeah. Then it was only a five year, then it was only five years that you have to serve. Of course, you didn't get as much. The longer you serve, the more, the more valuable you were. But the reality is that God says, I want everyone free and I want everybody's property restored. That is the idea that came from God. Well, let me just read one verse. He says, he says, and you shall consecrate the 50th year and proclaim liberty. What are you proclaiming? Oh, the devil's, the devil's been after me. Bless his holy name. No, that is not proclaiming liberty. Proclaiming liberty is I'm so glad Jesus set me free. Satan had me bound, but Jesus set me free. Thank you, Lord. He said, you shall proclaim liberty throughout all the land to all its inhabitants. Sounds like the gospel to me. Proclaiming liberty. It shall be a jubilee for you, and each of you shall return to his possession, and each shall return to his family. So in other words, you get your property back, and you're set free from the servitude that you sold yourself into. Okay? The earthly ministry of Jesus was proclaimed over 700 years before Jesus came along. We see in Isaiah chapter 61, and Jesus quoted this in Luke chapter 4. I believe it's in verse 18. But I wanted to take it from Isaiah because it goes into a little more depth. He says this, he says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel or the good news to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted and to proclaim liberty to the captives. To proclaim liberty to spirit, soul, and body. Well, isn't that good? God sent Jesus. Woo, aren't you glad Jesus came? Well, Jesus said, as the Father has sent me, even so, send I you. So you are now the Jesus to proclaim the good news. And you are the Jesus that you are filled with the Holy Spirit. And you are to proclaim liberty to the captives. Thank you, Lord. Well, what if they don't believe me? Well, they didn't all believe Jesus either. Hallelujah. 
It's wonderful when people believe you, but it's also wonderful when you just give the good news and then you're off the hook. You give the good news, you release it. It's up to them to choose. You are not responsible to twist their arm and to be the Holy Spirit and to get them to believe. Let the Holy Spirit be the one. See, sometimes we get in the Holy Spirit's way. How many of you know my sweet little wife, Dr. Melody? Well, you know, after she first received the Lord, she, she had been in karate. She was working for the FBI. She was a secretary working for two agents, but she got into karate. And so one of her exercises, they would just hit their fist into a brick wall. Just hit their fist into a brick wall. Their, their uh, knuckles would get all bloody and, you know, well, that was all part of it. <laughs> well, after she got received the Lord, she was not tempered in her witnessing. She would go up and she would grab somebody by the shirt and start shaking them and say, you need to receive Jesus. I remember she did this to somebody we both knew, and said, yeah, 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 okay, okay, okay. She's tempered that a little bit, but you know you still need Jesus. You still need somebody sometimes to shake you, to shake you, to wake you up, to bring you to a realization. Hey, you know, uh, there was that skit on Carol Burnett. Anybody used to watch Carol Burnett? Wake up and smell the coffee. It's time to wake up and smell the coffee. Well, I like to set this up. Wake up to reality. Because some of us are living in this fantasy world, and we need to wake up to the truth. The truth is reality. The truth, whether they deny it, the truth will never change. It can never be taken away. Glory to God. This thing keeps shutting off because I ignore it. Thank you, Lord. Oh, I got to get my password. There you go. Hallelujah. He goes on to say to preach, to preach liberty to the captives, the opening of prison doors to those that are brown, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord or the year of favor. The year of favor or the acceptable year of the Lord is not a 365 day year. The year of the Lord is a time that we are still actually living in, that we, are, that we can receive the favor and the grace of the Lord. But Jesus left this out because it wasn't the time for it. He said, uh, he said and the day of vengeance for our God. You know, there's coming a day when those who reject the gospel, those who reject the authority of Jesus... It's going to be a day of vengeance where the Lord comes and takes them out. I'm talking about government. Every government that denies the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ will be taken out. So that's pretty, that's pretty rough, Pastor. This is not a politically correct church. We're not even a seeker-friendly church. I mean, we, you know, we don't, we don't want to purposely offend people. 
But how many of you know people get, you know, I've even tried to be as nice as I could and I, and I offend people. I remember one time, do you know that the church was actually in the Millersburg Fire Hall? I remember preaching in the Millersburg Fire Hall. And I can see the crowd, right? and I can see this one particular individual. You know, and the Bible says in Genesis that, that God formed man from the dust of the ground. Doesn't it say that? So in my zeal of preaching, I said, we're nothing more than a bunch of dust balls. Well, that so offended that guy that we were just, that I would say that. We're a bunch of dust balls filled with the power and the glory of the Holy Spirit. Wouldn't let me finish it. You know, sometimes you get offended and miss the rest of the story. You didn't listen to Paul Harvey. You had to wait for the rest of the story. Oh, don't leave me now. Thank you, Jesus. So there is coming a day where, where the day of vengeance of our God, but since you have accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, you don't have to worry about the vengeance. You don't have to worry about the wrath. The Bible says that he has delivered us from the wrath. Thank you, Lord. It is our right and privilege and duty to proclaim what the Lord has done to proclaim the liberty. It's our privilege to declare liberty. Hallelujah. To comfort those who mourn in Zion. That's a, that's a strange statement. You're living, in the, you're living in the city of God and you're mourning. You know, sometimes we have to encourage Christians. Sometimes we have to encourage Christians because they've gotten their focus off of the deliverer, off of the Savior, and they, we focus on the problems around us. We focus on the problems around us, and then we, become, we can become discouraged. He said to console or comfort those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that he may be glorified. Who he? He, God. That he may be glorified. God is not glorified when we're mourning. That's why he sent each of us to encourage one another. It's funny, that's what the prophetic is for. Edification, exhortation, and comfort. To give them beauty for ashes. God wants you to be beautiful, ladies. Hallelujah. I want to tell you where your beauty comes from. It comes from your inner man. That's why a husband needs to, uh, needs to speak words of life to his wife so that that glow begins to radiate from her face. I heard a story years ago. Dear Lord. Oh, help me, Jesus. There was this preacher. I don't, even, I don't think he's still living anymore. He was one of my favorite preachers when I was young. His name was Dr. Roy Hicks. He was the president of the uh, Four Gospel Church. 
And when he was a pastor, you know, he would be preaching these words of faith. And he said there was a woman in his church that was, she's about the ugliest person he'd ever seen. She invited him over to her house. And she said, Pastor, you preach like God will do anything. Pastor, you preach like God will do anything. And he says, I believe that. And he says, you take a look at my, you take a look at me. He says, can God do something with me? And he he was kind of stumped at the moment. You know, sometimes you don't always have the answer. Sometimes that's when you need that quick little prayer. You know, I believe my life was spared. I, uh, my car was spinning on, on black ice. And I didn't have time to say, oh, Father, who art in heaven, I'm in, a, I'm in a mess right now. No, I just said, help, Lord. Help me, Lord. And he helped me. I survived. Thank you, Lord. But anyway, he said he prayed that quick prayer, and he said all of a sudden he uh, a thought came to him, and he said he said ma'am uh, I don't forget what her name was. He said, "Ma'am, if you will just start speaking positively to yourself, I believe God can change." Do you know what? After a period of time, she took his advice. Her her actually her physical features didn't change, but there was a glow that was coming that was radiating from her spirit. Because she wasn't focusing on her outward appearance, she was focusing on the Lord, and this glow began to come out. I remember Dr. Neil Anderson saying that there was this girl in the Bible school he was teaching at, he said, he said she looked like a sack of potatoes. And then, you know, her hair wasn't good and her face, her complexion wasn't good. But you know what? She got more dates than any other girl in the school. That's because she was always speaking positive. There's such a, there was a life that was coming out of her. There was a brilliance that was coming out of her because she was not focusing on the negative. And everybody wanted to go out with her. Hallelujah. So women, that's why the scripture says, let it be the hidden man of the, the beauty coming from the hidden man of the heart. You know, guys, uh, you've got a hidden inner man too. Doesn't it hurt for you to speak a little positive every now and then? Oh, we are so far behind. Do you know that liberty, liberty is for the children of God. God, even though the world doesn't walk in liberty, God wants us to walk in liberty. He says in Romans chapter 8, really Romans chapter 8 would be a good scripture to read at least once a week maybe several times a week, because the first part of it is there's therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Anytime you start feeling condemned, if you've already, if you've already fed your spirit that, you will not receive condemnation because you're already walking in freedom. 
The law of the spirit of life has made us free from the law of sin and death. But he goes on to say, in verse 18, he says, I consider that the present that our present sufferings are not worthy to be compared with the glory which will be revealed in us. I'm not preaching that you'll never suffer. How many of you have ever suffered before? You might be suffering now. You might suffer again. But he said that there's something coming that is far greater than the suffering you're suffering now. He says, for the creation, the world waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. You know, the creation is waiting for you to come out. I believe that when Christ comes, we're going to be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. But I also believe that God wants, uh, God wants his spirit and that glow to come out of your spirit now. Oh, come on. Don't leave me hanging. This is, like, uh, this is like trying to give a high five and you won't give it back. Man, I'm telling you, God wants to reveal himself through you now. And I could give you scripture for it, but time forbids me. He says, for the creation, the world was subject to frustration, not on its own choice, but by the will of him who subjected it in hope that the creation itself will be liberated. The world is going to be liberated from the curse, the thorns, the thistles, from the bondage and decay and, into, and brought into the liberty and glory of the children of God. In other words, God is bringing you into liberty and the more you walk in liberty, the more you will see creation begin to produce for you. There, were, uh, there are countries where they were worshiping these idols. I'm thinking of Latin America. Might have been Colombia. But they were worshiping these idols. The people were worshiping these idols. And the, and the preacher in his church started praying for revival, started praying for revival. And you know that, that the spirit of wickedness recognized that. And they sent an assassin to kill him. And they stuck a gun to his head and they had a, uh, a revolver, six shots. And he fired six shots and the gun didn't shoot. I mean, the gun was right on his head and they shot six times and the revolver didn't work. Well, that scared the, that scared the, uh, the assassin, so he left. But they kept praying and praying. The city, the men were, were entrapped in alcoholism. The crops wouldn't grow. But as soon as revival hit and, re, and they rejected this idol, they, start, they, they started uh, having crops three times a year. They had carrots the size of your arm. They were so prosperous that the farmers started buying Mercedes-Benz trucks. Come on now. That wasn't waiting until Jesus came back. 
That was because they started submitting to the glory of God. And let me, uh, hallelujah. Oh, Lord. What should I do, Lord? What should I do? I got to say this. The Holy Spirit promotes God's liberty. You know, I got to say this, too. I was thinking about it. Hey, do you ever notice in some of our songs there's, oh, you know, there, there's that. You know, don't reject that. Do you know that the scripture says that out of our, that uh, the spirit helps our infirmities with groanings which cannot be uttered. In other words, there's no words for the prayer that we should pray. And so as we, as we lift our hands and we begin to even, we begin to release that from our inner man, it the Holy Spirit begins to take over. He says, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17, now the, now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Somebody talk to me. Thank you, Lord. Somebody talk to me. Well, let me read something from uh, Isaiah 28. He says this, he says in verse 11, for with stammering lips and another tongue, he will speak to this people to whom he said, this is the rest wherewith you may cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing. As you allow the spirit to flow from your inner man out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. As you allow that to flow, it brings a refreshing Silence is not golden. Silence is not golden. As a matter of fact, it is silence that has gotten us into the mess we're in now. Thank you, Lord. So where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Let me just say this. Celebrate the Holy Spirit. He says, well, I, I's not filled. Well, if you just start saying, Holy Spirit, I welcome you. You're opening the door to receive. He says, but we all with unveiled face beholding at us in a mirror. What is the mirror? It's the word of God. We behold in the mirror the glory of the Lord. We are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the spirit of the, of the Lord. Holy Spirit, I welcome you. Jesus said the Holy Spirit is your teacher who will lead you and guide you into all truth. And as you receive that truth, you will be transformed into the same image. The image of what? The image of Jesus Christ. Jesus is not weak. Jesus is not coming back to be beaten again, spit on again, and crucified again. He's coming back as the King of kings and the Lord of lords. True liberty only comes when we embrace the Holy Spirit and follow his leading. You know, it's one thing to embrace the Holy Spirit. It's another thing to follow what he says. For some of the things the Holy Spirit does, he brings holiness to us. He brings holiness to us. Glory to God. I'm going to have to finish this another time. And everybody said, Amen. 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 
See, Jan's very uh, vocal. <laughs> Gloria, I like that. I like that. Thank you, Jesus. Silence is not golden. We have got to express. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for your people. Lord God, I thank you that they are to walk in liberty. I thank you, Lord God, that you have not created them for bondage. You have created them for liberty. Lord, liberty in their lives, liberty in their homes, liberty from, from the bondage of debt, liberty from the bondages of this world, liberty from tyranny in the name of Jesus. Lord, as we, as we focus on the word, as we submit to your spirit, Lord God, we will see the rise of liberty in Jesus' name. We speak to this nation and declare that it shall be saved in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I'm going to ask the, uh, the healing team to come up at this time. You know, if you're feeling a sense of bondage, come up and just say, I want liberty, and they will be glad to pray with you. You don't have to be sick to come up. But you could be sick and tired of being sick and tired. Amen. What is faith? Faith is acting out on what you believe. It's acting like you believe what God says. Amen. Do we have any words? I saw a pelvis, pelvis bones, and I feel like the tilt is off and it's affecting the back. Uh, this is a word I'm stepping out in faith. It's a little more far-reaching. Um, I feel like there's a mother, a mother-type figure, a surrogate mother, a foster mother who has bone spurs, and that if you want to step in for her, the Lord wants to send his word and heal her. Problems with the foot or feet. Um, somebody uh, dealing with a broken heart. Amen. He's come to heal the brokenhearted. So, Father, we just thank you, Lord God, for this, uh, this time of celebration. We decree, decree our liberty in Jesus' name. Amen. Come, please come up if, you, uh, if any of those fits you or if you would like prayer. In Jesus' name. God bless you. You're dismissed. <laughs>